You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just Tip Off, the NBA podcast that has once again been snubbed from the NBA All-Star Game. It's what, like four years in a row now? Uh, yeah, we had a consideration. We actually got in on a injury replacement a few years back, or at least we thought we were going to. Uh, I mean, everyone's just, getting in on an injury replacement Yeah, there's these still days. some opportunities, so don't count us out yet. Uh, it, uh, Zion Williamson made an All-Star appearance, and I don't think he's going to be. They've already put put out a statement he's not coming back until after all-star break so we've got one we can count on wouldn't that be the same for steph curry that's i would assume true. given that he's out for a while with the meniscus yes. I, think, I think it was a meniscus injury is what they officially called it maybe that's a new um, thing now maybe that's maybe it's not new i guess it's just us realizing and it's just how about we name these people also it's not saying that steph wasn't an all-star more talking about Zion, uh, who's probably not really an all-star, but he's got good stats when he plays, and we're able. He played 29 games, man. How it's, do you get an all-star it's, game? It's the NBA's. Um, oh my god, what is it called? Um, participation trophy is all-star, all-star. all-star injury reserve. This is, is this, the NBA's participation trophy. This is true. It's kind of a slap in the face, but that's why I'm like pissed that they're giving it to, to Zion, who, albeit I love because he's on the fantasy team, uh, doesn't deserve an All Star. He's this is the second time he's gotten one, and only played like half the, not even half the games. I yeah. think over the past four years, he's played a combined like 170 games. That's just over two seasons worth. Yeah, and he's a starter, too. That's not, right, he's a starter. Not even a reserve. Not even a reserve. And you're looking at the rest of the rest of this list, and I'm looking through it, and like I, I kind of also see this with Jaron Jackson Jr. He missed a lot of games, too. Paul George made the list. He missed a lot of games. Yeah. Like, I look at the East Coast. Well, you know, while we're talking about um, all-stars here, the East starters are Giannis... Uh, Durant, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Reserves are Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. I don't really have any major issues there. All those guys played the majority of it. But then you go and look at the West. It's LeBron. Starters are LeBron, Steph, Luka, Jokic, Zion. No issues with the first four. Ex- yeah, and then Zion, just- questionable. And then the reserves. Paul George, uh, SGA, totally agree with that. Jaron Jackson Jr., Dame, Laurie Markkinen, John Morant, and DeMontis Savonis. So, I, 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 I don't hate the Laurie Markkinen All Star. He's actually been playing really well for the Jazz. Yeah. I don't. I question the Jaron Jackson Jr. I question the Paul George, and I question the Zion. And I know part of it, the issue is because you have to have so many front course first back court players. But how did Anthony Edwards not make this list? He didn't miss that many games, and he's averaging like 26 points per game and like 5-5. Five and five. I think it's because the, the league is pissed at the Timberwolves. They're like, you guys screwed the freaking trade market, so we can't move Kevin Durant, and now we're just not going to make your players all-stars. I think it's a that's my tinfoil hat theory as to why he didn't make it in. But you're right. He, he has a pretty good stat line, but nowadays – it's not enough to be a 20-point guy. It's not enough to be the best player on your team. It's just you. there's only uh, so many spots. So I mean, yeah, there is. But, like, Tyrese, the, obviously, the Tyrese Albert is in the East, but is, he had worse stat line than Anthony Edwards and got in. No, but, but he's in the East. My biggest gripe with Anthony Edwards is that there, his team is also bad. So 
I kind of understand that a little bit more. What I don't understand is guys like De'Aaron Fox, who didn't get in, who has a similar, if not better, stat line than and Anthony his team Edwards. Is good. And his team is good. Which is shocking. I, I know it. But I feel like the They're reason why... So the Kings only get one? The reason why Fox isn't on the list is because the NBA still doesn't believe that they're good. This is a, a mirage, right? Because how many I get times, it. I get it. It is the first time in a while that the Kings have started off the season strong and actually sustained it through the first half of the season. Usually, you know, we're talking about the Kings being 7-3, and three, and then two months later we're talking about the Kings being... You know, ten and twenty, <laughs> and it's like you went seven and three, and then now you've gone three and seventeen. Like, what happened? But they're actually sustaining their success, and I guess getting Sabonis was that big a deal. I mean, besides drafting Keegan Murray, who's had a decent rookie season so far, and getting Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton, that's the only real changes to this roster is. I guess, is he that big of an upgrade over Rashawn Holmes? Apparently. I mean, yes, he is. I don't I mean, he's a walking double-double who also gets, like, five or six assists a night. So. And that's what they need, because they also have team rebounding, which a lot of... Harrison uh, Barnes is playing, you know, within his wheelhouse. It's solid. You know? it's, it, it, they finally moved him enough pieces into the place so it works, except they... Like you said, I don't trust them. I don't think it's going to get them too far in the playoffs. They they still lack a lot of, I'll say, experience. Yes. Um, but, you know, we'll see where things go. It's still fun to have but like, an upset team. Maybe. It's it's nice. And I'm, you know, I'm going to look at the standings right now. And what I kind of like about both sides is that in the West, it's the Kings. And in the East, it's the Cavs. Like, these younger teams without a lot of playoff experience. Like, yes, Donovan Mitchell has playoff experience for the Cavs, but no, nobody else really does. Yes, we Harrison do have Barnes. have experience, so don't True. scoff at yeah, that. Yeah, but then you, know, you have Harrison Barnes, who's got playoff and finals experience, but that's kind of it. So you got two relatively young rosters who are both, at this point, decently secure. I mean, I would say secure. But, you know, they're right in the middle of the top five, six being, you know, being secure in the finals and not having to be in the, or in the playoffs, not have to be in the playoff game. And I would say this more, I think the East is a little stronger this year. But I know if I were any other team in the East, I wouldn't want to run into the Cavs in a seven game series. Like that's a series you could lose. It's, because it's the upset team. It's yeah. definitely the underdog like they haven't been here before. Because they, Mid- Mitchell can to... Mitchell can go for you know you know a lot. Go for the thirty five average point series. <laughs> and I would say the roster around Mitchell and Cleveland is better than it ever was in U- it, as good as it was in Utah. Sure, maybe I would say Jared Allen is they have to prove it. Yeah. Allen isn't Gobert, but you have Allen and Mobley, and you have Garland. I think the only Thing that the cat the Cavs have weaknesses. I think their bench depth is lacking. I don't know a I, little bit. I, I it, like some Lavert's yeah. a good six man. Chidi Osman's fine. Kevin Love can give you some good numbers, but I think I saw one thing that said like you know what if the Cavs could get like a Jay Crowder type. I don't like that at all. To finish I off hate the roster, that. I hate. Stop putting out Jay Crowder. We do not want him back. He does not want to come back. He does not like Cleveland. That's okay. I. And also, he's not a good culture guy. He, I, I don't know. Maybe the Phoenix. He's a good Boston culture guy. I, yeah, which I don't know if we like that. I don't know how I feel about that. But maybe I'm giving him an unfair shake because of what's you know 
we should probably consider what's also come out of Phoenix. The whole organization doesn't come out smelling like roses. But when Jay Crowder was here, I didn't like him. When Jay Crowder was against us, I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Take it for what you will. Yeah. But on the note of Jay Crowder, the Suns. Can't help but notice that they don't have anybody going on in the All-Star game. Yeah, well, I and a lot of that is, you know, Devin Booker's missed 20 games. But do you think if with the injury... 20 and, games, but also before then, if we're going to put Zion in, true. where's Devin Booker? True. And is he, he and he but and well this could be another part to Anthony Edwards not being in. He's front court. He's a, he's a, he's a, a backward player, a backward player, right? That's fair. So if Anthony Edwards didn't get in, who did, should deserve it more than um, Zion? Then Zion, but should deserve it more than Devin Booker, I think. And then you also like CP3's had a injury, another has had injuries, and he's taken quite the decline. I mean, yeah, Devin Booker's still the best player on that team, but I think the second best player is Mikel Bridges, especially if he ends up continuing. Because when when Booker went out, he kind of stepped up to the plate, and he's like, okay, I'll you know, I'm not gonna, I can't, I'm not gonna be the guy like Devin Booker is, but I can be, you know, something. I can I can elevate my own game. So he's gone from like 12, 15 points a game now, like to 18, 20 plus. And I mean, he hasn't missed a game in his career yet. He's just, if you could ask any NBA team, you know, who would you want as your role player? You know, if you could take a guy who is considered a role player right now, I mean, name me another team that wouldn't take Mikhail Bridges as their, as their, as Does their, as, as their one, a role player, unless you're counting like Evan Mobley as like a, a role player on the Cavs, which I don't really think he is. Mm. And he, well, I maybe, but you know, like he is playing his role this year, which is he's getting negged for a lot. I'm not going to go into too much depth on that, but definitely considered a sophomore slump, which by all accounts, yeah, his numbers don't look as good and they are not excelling as much as we would have hoped. His three point shot hasn't come along. He's still good on defense, not amazing. Uh, his offensive capabilities are slowly developing, but big men develop a little slower. That's good. That's okay. We don't want him to get knocked over hurt. Yeah. So. I mean, but the, the beauty about it for the Cavs is that they don't need him to be good right now. Does it help? Yeah. Would it yeah. be a good? Yeah. But timeline, off, timeline yeah. wise, you're fine. You are fine. Yeah. Don't rush it. Don't, that's it's, what I'm, it's not I'm, like we're trying to fit into the Kevin Love timeline right now if you're a Cavs fan. Exactly. Like, we, we've accepted that that ship sailed five years ago. Which somebody uh, today said, why haven't they traded him? Why? Which I, I don't... This is the last year, right? With. This is the last year? I think so. 32. 32 mil. I mean, you have him... I, I, get, I get why you wouldn't because you have him off your books at the end of, next year, end of the season anyway. And if he's playing a role for you and he's excelling in the role and you don't really see how you can improve this year, I guess you, I guess you look for maybe can we improve down the line? Can we get some sort of draft pick? You're not going to get a first for Kevin Love at this point. Um, I'd be shocked if you got a first for Kevin Love. But, you know, maybe if, maybe if you traded him to uh, a contender, which you are also a contender. The Cavs have to see themselves as a contender is probably a reason why they haven't traded them because they probably see themselves as a potential contender. Are they on the level of the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers? Not quite, but, you know, as I said, I wouldn't want to play the, the Cavs in a 
in that kind of series. You know, they've got the guard talent that could get it done. Oh, they've they got can... the size to match up with with Embiid, with Giannis in the East. I think, honestly, the worst matchup for the Cavs is probably the Celtics, just be, in terms of guarding. Yeah. Because they don't really have a guy to lock down and guard Brown and Tatum because they're both too big for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and Tatum are both too big for Garland and Mitchell to guard them. And then, okay, I guess we could throw a core at one and maybe Mobley at the other, but it, it, Tatum's just so good right when now. When the Celtics are at their full strength and the Cavs are at their full strength, it still leans in the Celtics' favor. Yeah. They are not where they need oh, – yeah. or the Cavs are not – like you said, wing depth. Wing depth is still kind of shallow. They need to like combine a couple of their wings into one player who has offense and defense capabilities. If you take like if you took Karis Levert's spark scoring ability and put it in with Isaac Okoro's defensive ability, you would have Mikel Bridges, and that's who the Cavs need. <laughs> or hopefully, just wait a little longer for Okoro to develop. He had a good game. I mean, it was a splash in the pan, a flash in the pan. But I mean, he had a good game. Went for like seven for nine from three or something like that. I'm like, if he could, he doesn't need to go seven for nine. But if you can go three and D, baby, that's all you need. If you can go two for five, three for six, something along that every given night, you know, you're going to start finding more minutes on this team if you can do that. Especially if you can continue being a lockdown defender. That's right. Like those don't grow on trees. Defense, I know you can teach, but that shit, there's it's there's levels to it, and he has it. Mm-hmm. So don't let that shit go because you have a bunch of offense and you're. Main offensive guys, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, are, let's say, a little lacking in the defensive uh, yes. areas. So you've got to put a premium on your defense. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, other all-star snubs, Darius Garland. Yes. Yeah, Garland, I would agree. But, um, again, Cavs get one. That's... I guess it. We had what he was. A, he was an all star last year. When him and, and Allen were all stars last year. Yes, uh, they got in on. Uh, I think. I think Allen injury. got in, Allen. Allen got in on injury. I thought, yes. and Garland was in straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and we'll see who gets at it because Curry won't play, Zion won't play, so that's two. Um, it was both West. Yeah, I would. Yeah, which is both West East wise. Um, KD still out right now. So yeah, he's not playing all star. So so KD, there's one. It's a forward spot, and that I, that's kind of it. Unless like Kyrie doesn't play because of Kyrie things, which I mean I guess I mean I guess well, he's not starting the East. So how does that work? I, I'd say he's still in East because he hasn't he hasn't played a game for Dallas, he's which also to. which also he's about um, to. Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Dev- trade deadline is tomorrow, probably at like four o'clock. So we'll see what other moves. But the big move is Kyrie to Dallas. Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. So Brooklyn got Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. Twenty twenty nine. Twenty twenty seven second round. Twenty twenty nine first unprotected. Twenty twenty nine second round. And then Dallas got Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Do you like it for one side? Do you not like it? I don't like it for Dallas because of the 
unknown. You are assuming that you are going to re-sign this player at the end of this year, and you you just might. Like he may, if you sign, give him the max offer sheet, he will sign that. So that's one thing. However, if somebody else is allowed to offer him the max offer sheet as well, you now have to play that in into right. like. And he, if LA, and, and he wanted to go to the Lakers. If and LA, Brooklyn was like, "Fuck you, we're not sending you to the Lakers." And he may just sign with Dallas, and everything's fine. But you are opening yourself up to a lot of potential here, and that's all I'm saying. He may be perfect. He may be the exact fit next to Luca, and then they, he resigns, and you guys win championship after championship after championship. But you just traded away not only two of your. Back. I'll say pretty key players mm-hmm. for a scoring, more scoring, not any more defense than either of those two players you, you traded away, and also a first-round pick. Yeah. Far, far away into a time where you don't know if, by chance, you don't screw things up and lose Luka, you would even be good in 2029. Yeah, I what I don't necessarily like about and it. And I'm not done. <laughs> you also threw in a couple of second round picks too, which I guess is nothing, but when you're when you're sending them away, you just I I don't know, man. That's just all of that. Yeah. What what I don't get is you weren't willing to pay Jalen Brunson what Jalen Brunson wanted to get paid. 55 million. So now you are going to be paying Kyrie even more. Yes, Kyrie's a better offensive player than Jalen Brunson. I'm not going to sit here and debate that. But, there, as you said, there's so much unknown with Kyrie. You have his, you know, what's the best ability is your availability. He's been unavailable for personal reasons, for philosophical reasons, for health reasons. You know, the list goes on and on about why Kyrie has missed games. And... He's at this point. I mean, can you call? Can you not call him a distraction to the team? And you don't know if you're going to resign him. So you could have you could have had a guaranteed something with Jalen Brunson, and now you've gone and you're going to you're going to try to pay more for an if with Kyrie, who when is when if you let's say they do get him under contract, he's still not playing as many games for you as Jalen Brunson would. There's no way. What what? in his recent history between the Nets and the Celtics makes you think that he's going to be playing more than Jalen Brunson. Does he raise their ceiling currently and this season? Sure. Maybe a little bit. I don't don't even know that. That's the question that I have is that, is that you want to make this team better right now? Although they have Josh Green, who I got to give him credit. They they are, they are, they are banking a lot on him developing Fast. He's done well so far. I've liked what I've seen. But you're putting that pressure on him, so it's not going to be immediate. And then who is who else is the linchpin on this uh, stalwart? Uh, I mean, you still have um, oh Christian Wood, who has not been the biggest fan of the Dallas Mavericks organization. No, and, I, and we said that trade was we thought that trade was going to be good. You give Dallas and Luca what. But they need, which is a scoring big man, and they're pulling him off the bench. Which I don't disagree and then, with. And then, I mean, you have Tim Hardaway Jr. too, and we and you know what he is at this point in his yeah. career. You know what he is. He's a 15 to 20 guy who's 
probably going to be a little below average on shooting. 15 and 20 is a little bit generous sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 10 to 20 is what I would say. Maybe this year. End of last year, he was a 15 to 20 guy. Was the I, Maybe he's still coming back from injury. That, yeah. that could be. But no, I... I I know that the Mavs needed 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 to bring someone else in to be a contender now, because have they signed Luca yet? They haven't signed that class. Has yeah yeah he, he has signed a, his max. He got he's, his max. He's, in, okay. he's under contract for okay. four years, five years, but like he can make. Well, I, I mean, at this point, of, yes, a lot of different requests. Yes, at at this point, you you need to maximize the time you have with him, and you're not going to do that with him by himself. You needed to find another star. But I don't, I don't think Kyrie was it. Why, why, are, why are you signing two all-stars who both are at their best when the ball's in their hands? You needed someone else. I would, I would much rather have seen them go for a Jalen Brown or something like that. I would say Kyrie can be without the ball, but he's just not going to be at his maximum efficiency. He's not yeah. going to be putting up godlike numbers. Yeah, or, or go for a C.J. McCollum. Yeah, you know that would have been that would have been a because deal. You, man. you you would have been able to get him for cheaper. You could argue that yes, he's important to the Pelicans, but he did, does he fit their general timeline? No, they're a younger team, so I think I think you probably could have made them an offer to get CJ McCollum if that's what got you. If, if if what you got for Kyrie, if that's what you got, you could easily could have given up less to get. C.J. McCollum. I mean, I think the Pelicans would have liked the idea of having Dinwiddie. That gives them a little bit more security at the point guard position than what they currently have on the team. So I think that's a piece that you probably probably, probably would have been able to keep Dorian Finney-Smith. Maybe you're just giving up a first, the 2029 first in Dinwiddie for McCollum. And I think that's a better fit for for both teams. So, well, I mean... You still have the defense of Dorian Finney. He's a good player. He's only like $9 million a year. Yeah, I, I I don't I I don't think the Mavs I don't think there are any moves that the Mavs can make that um, further progress that the, further progress their team without yeah. also causing issues because you know they've given up two solid role players for one guy they can't they can't keep giving up two for one two for one which is how these trades for all star players work it's. You know, you're giving up more players and picks than you're getting back. And you have to draft or sign players, and those players have to do something. And if they're not players that anybody wants to draft or, I'm sorry, trade for, then you're kind of just stuck with them. And then you don't have draft capital, and you don't have enough good players, and you just kind of wander aimlessly. And then Luke is like, hey, man, the f- is this? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't come to that. But on that similar subject... Uh, the Lakers. They got LeBron. They got LeBron, and he is now the all-time leading. The all-time scorer. leading scorer. And they, I expected them to stop the game. I didn't realize it was going to be like a thing. Like oh, yeah, it, it was, was like a full-blown, like delayed ten-minute delay. They like a video had a timeout. Had like Kareem. I mean. It was a full passing of the torch. Which, which I mean, I guess you, I get it. like it. It makes sense why they would do it, but 
you know, I feel like half the time it's like, yeah, he did this. They take a timeout. He waves and all this stuff. But no, this was like, uh, you know, Adam Silver was on the court. Like, I mean, we were, it was, I mean, it was so close to the end of the third quarter where it's like, why couldn't you just like been the buzzer beater then the third quarter and then like done it all in the, in the media timeout and stuff like that. But yeah, that would have been, I think a little bit better. He but, tried. He tried his best, I guess, to to get it there. After but, he was, I mean, gotta give credit, kudos, all the all the flowers. Thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty eight points. Something nobody thought was going to be broken for a long time, and it was a long time. Thirty nine years. The question is, I think the question is how how much higher of a bar is he going to end up setting? I think forty thousand is a no give is a is a given. I He's forty five. Don't, don't count your eggs before they hatch, man. Okay, okay. So let's obviously. He's got two more seasons at contract, and if he puts up his statistical numbers, twenty five points a game, he will put up another approximately thirty five, three thousand two hundred and fifty to four thousand on the high side. That's a high side uh, points. So somewhere in that range. Added on to this, which puts him above that forty thousand. He'll probably mm-hmm. be maybe forty-one if he's lucky. Forty-two if he does another contract after that. Plays with his son. Who knows? I I don't know if he can fully play in this game on the downslope. I think we're going to see him come into an abrupt. And I don't want to really make this like very sad or anything, but like I think it's going to come up much quicker than we want. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, he could still play. Like, he can still put up points." I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to see him on a team where he's only putting up 15, 15 to twenty points a night. I don't, I don't see that. But who knows? We'll hopefully have, we'll have him for another two years, and that's. Uh, we'll. I hope he gets another ring. We'll see. Actually, also kind of speaking of the Lakers, um, I saw this a couple hours ago. Um, that the Lakers are currently talking with the Minnesota Timberwolves about bringing, yeah, bringing D'Angelo Russell back. An interesting. I don't perspective. Know what? Let's see. Potential three-team trade with the Grizzlies. Potential in the Jazz. Well, okay, the Jazz. Oh, that might be the Jazz. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. And Malik Beasley would be sent to Los Angeles. Conley and Picks to Minnesota, and Westbrook to the Jazz. Interesting. Potential three-team trade. Hmm. LA lose both their picks. Um. Let's see. No, um, Utah's giving up picks. The Lakers wouldn't give up any picks, and they lose Westbrook. Yeah, and they get D'Lo and Malik Beasley. Yeah, I think that'll happen. I think the Lakers would do that. Yeah, the Lakers. I'm sorry, I said I think that'll happen. I don't think that will happen. Um, the Lakers would. Well, yes, 100% do that. Why in the hell? What does Minnesota get? Minnesota gets Conley and and picks. Whose picks? Utah's. And Utah gets Westbrook. Why would they want Westbrook? 
And why, why would they give, do that? And why would they give up picks, too? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That Utah doesn't fit their timeline. Jack, no fucking way. That's it's like, okay, the Lakers getting out of this without having to give up picks. I gotta hear this. No fucking way. Is it official? We just have late breaking news. This may or may not be official. We are checking sources now. As we are, as we are speculating and literally saying no freaking ways it's going to happen, do we get finalizing the deal to land D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt? Mike Conley and picks to Timberwolves and Russell Westbrook and lightly, lightly protected 2027 LA first round pick to Jazz. So, of course, I knew it. The Lakers had to give up some kind of picks. Um, Also in deal, Damian Jones and Juan Toscano Anderson to the Jazz, Nikhil Alexander Walker to the Timberwolves. Woo! So, so, all right, all right, so. Lakers are going to get D'Lo, Beasley, and Vanderbilt. Looks like Conley, Conley and Nikhil Walker-Alexander are going to the Timberwolves. Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and Westbrook are going to the Jazz. Wow. Okay. Let's, let's break this down team by team. Starting with, I guess, the Lakers. Yeah, Woj tweeted it out 11 minutes ago. Okay, so if this, the, oh wait, the tw- the Lakers 2027 first round pick to the Jazz is protected one Lightly. to four. Yeah. Oh, one to four though. I mean, that's still pretty good. Okay, so so the Lakers. I actually, okay, I kind of like this for the Lakers, to be honest. Dude, I mean, exactly. Because, like, obviously. Because, no way, I mean, yeah. the Westbrook contract, I think D'Lo is equal to Russ. I think Beasley's a better role player than Descano Anderson. Is they didn't even use Juan Descano Anderson. And they haven't been using Jones either. And Vanderbilt's been playing minutes in Minnesota. He's literally better than nothing. So they've, oh my god. I'm going to have to buy a Utah Jazz Westbrook jersey. You are. You are. He's not even going to be there that long. He's gonna. This is just going to be... Oh, man, this is going to be a niche one, too, so I'm going to have to do it. All right, fine. Russ, go off. Fuck them all. Take them to the playoffs and say, fuck this noise. <laughs> Dude, go against every... Oh, my God, he's going to be so pissed. He hates Utah. I know. He hates because Utah. All, because of all the thunder. Oh, my God. Okay. I, you see, I see this as a win for the Lakers. A... Net zero for the Timberwolves. Slash maybe an L. And I would you would you say this is a win for Utah? You get a first round pick, which is your timeline. You're taking a garbage contract. It's gonna at expire. Westbrook. It's gonna literally expire this season. Yeah. No, they made made out like bandits again. They got another pick. This is a top four protected, so it it's what was it, twenty seven? Yes, twenty seven top four protected. Damn. Anything else? What, did, what else did he? Did he um, Skyler Anderson and Damian Jones. We said to the Jazz. Again, just eh. Nikhil Walker Alexander, the Timberwolves. That's eh. That's nothing. What did the Timberwolves get out of this? 
They get the 2024 lesser of Washington or Memphis second round picks and a 2025, 2026 second round. So they get a bunch of second round picks from Utah. Utah gets a first rounder from the, from LA okay. and Lakers get no picks. So the Minnesota's like, we do need picks, but they paid all that. They, I guess they didn't play Beasley that much, but Vanderbilt did. Wow. And D'Angelo Russell. They got. Why did they get? What did they do? What is Minnesota doing? What is Minnesota doing? Who did Minnesota get? Nikhil Alexander Walker. Is that it? No, they had to get. They had to have got more. They got Mike Conley. Oh, that's right, Mike. But Mike Conley. They 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 are looking at this as Mike Conley as a I lateral. He's, is, a, is a lateral move, but to veteran. Him. But a veteran leader. That's a good thing for them. Okay. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, I, I'd say this is a win for the Lakers above above all else. I don't know. I think it kind of works out all ways. It it fits everybody's um, direction. Well, I guess that's that's why teams do the trade, right? Because yeah. they think it fits them. Like we can say there's winners or losers, but in the team's mind, they well, want we know the, trade. the Jazz are going south, and we know that the Lakers want to go north. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves made, I'll say, a sidestep with. Plans for the future, kind of in those second round picks, I guess. Um, but they really think the veteran. I, I do not discount the veteran leadership of Mike Conley, because not that D'Angelo Russell wasn't getting it done, but nobody respects Rudy Gobert. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is still holy shit. MIA. Hasn't played. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, I don't need to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> shit. Month one. But yeah, I mean, and clearly Ant Man's the guy right now. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Conley is maybe production-wise a little bit net negative for the for the T Wolves in terms of production, but as you say, it's the it's the intangibles, if you will, that he's bringing that are going to be better than D'Angelo Russell. Whereas the Lakers don't need. Would the Lakers have taken a guy like Mike Conley? Probably, but you, how, don't, you don't need a guy like him when you have LeBron. But how did we have another trade involving the Jazz and the Timberwolves? How did the Timberwolves not say, oh, the Jazz are on the other end of this? Fuck that noise. We're not helping them. Yeah, no more. No, I mean, Jesus. I, I don't know, but it's, it's interesting. And this is... This is where, I mean, you know, I I think we're going to see probably a couple more trades. And this is where it gets interesting because, like, you have your whole offseason moves and then we debate on what it's going to look like. And then we have our trade deadline moves and then we debate again what it's going to look like. And can the Lakers climb themselves out of a hole here now? And same with the Timberwolves, too. You can't say the Timberwolves weren't expecting to be a playoff team this year. They 100% were with we wanted to Towns and Ant-Man and... And go bare, so like, and they climb themselves out of the hole. And if you're the Jazz, I mean, it is what it is. I this is kind of interesting. Do you think Colin Sexton was ever Discussed. talked about in place of Mike Conley, or do you think the think Timbers no. were looking for that leadership? They need the leadership as and they opposed need the to the young guy. Okay, they need the playmaking and the leadership they because have- Sexton's coming off the bench, but before his. He's a scorer. Before his, his injury last year, he was playing well for the Cavs. I, yes, yes, but we're talking about the Timberwolves here. And what are the Timberwolves? They have... He was uh, an all-star, wasn't he? Who? Wasn't Sexton an all-star at one point? I don't believe so, no. Um, he is... 
He's a good player. I like Colin Sexton, but he's not what the Minnesota Timberwolves are missing. He is a sidestep at best for D'Angelo Russell and the other pieces that they're losing. The playmaking that D'Angelo Russell and Mike Conley, I would say, is comparable. Also, lean Mike Conley. The scoring ability, lean D'Angelo Russell, but they have, they, they're they expecting to lean more on Carl Anthony Towns when he comes back. Anthony Edwards. I won't say anything for Rudy Gobert, but I suppose. Um, but he has a connection with Mike Conley already. So True. that's another thing that kind of incentivized that trade as well that you wouldn't necessarily say the same about Colin Sexton. So it makes sense on the Minnesota side, but it's more interesting to think that it just doesn't – so many reasons why this shouldn't have worked. I wonder how much – how this trade started if the Lakers called the, uh, called the Timberwolves or if – the Jazz did, or I, I wonder how that worked out because I assume it started like the Lakers and the J- and the Jazz were talking about Westbrook for what all of their players were like no we wouldn't want them or we can't give them up or something like that and they're like oh well what about we we know these these suckers up north we could tell you about it's the Timberwolves don't take anybody fleece their whole team here for uh, for Mike Conley. Which we got, and then what do we get from the Lakers? Oh, we get a pick. How about that? It's like, all right. Jesus, wow. That is... That's something. Good fucking pod, man. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had that big a move, like, be broken, or, like, happen right in the middle of us recording a podcast. That's fun. That is fun. So... Well, other than that, we had uh, LeBron passing the scoring record and covered that, and the All-Star snubs, and the tread deadline, which came in in full force. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What else is going to happen? It's more worth mentioning, but uh, LeBron is the first player to ever score 40-plus points against every team. He did it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, last one against the Clippers, I think. Yeah. Which is... Should I think I knew that and didn't bet on that game for him to get forty? Idiot! What are you gonna do? Can't win them all. Clearly. Can't <laughs> win them all. Uh, all right. Well, I don't have any worth mentioning, but just congrats, LeBron, and let's see if this Lakers trade pulls them back out of mediocrity and into the playoffs. We shall see. This could we be a twenty-five games ish left. Twenty-six. Yeah, around there. Around there. So this is when uh, this is when the Blazers make their run. It really is though. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it from us here. So you know, peace. Right, so I'm hopping back on here after we'd already finished the podcast because about two hours after we finished the podcast, an even bigger trade ended up going down. The Phoenix Suns have traded for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant and TJ Warren to the Suns. The Nets received Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and, oh man, one, two, three, four, five. 
four first-round picks, one first-round pick swap, and two second-round picks from the Nets. Um, in addition, kind of in this four-team trade, the Bucks got Jay Crowder and the Pacers got George Hill, Serge Ibaka, and Jordan Awara. But the big name of here is Kevin Durant. So obviously the Suns now pair Chris Paul and Devin Booker with Kevin Durant. Very interesting to see how that trio works out. Kevin Durant still injured right now and not playing. If you're a Nets fan, you love this because it was clear that the experiment with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant didn't work. And at this point, they just needed to blow it up. So they blew it up. They got a ton of draft picks for this. And they got Bridges and Johnson, who I think are two great pieces, especially Mikkel Bridges, um, to build your future roster around. For the Suns, you obviously get the star power and the firepower of Kevin Durant, but you gave up a lot of depth to make this happen. Bridges and Johnson were huge pieces for you in terms of just your role players on your offense. Now you're you're kind of just sitting around with Aiton, Paul, and aging Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and a coming off an injury, Kevin Durant. Not saying that can't get it done in the playoffs, especially since your kind of bench and rotation is shortened, but it'll be interesting. In addition to that, the Suns also traded away Darius Saric for Darius Baisley to the Thunder. So that's another move that they made. So the Suns pretty active at this deadline. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this new look Suns are. I think at this point, the Nets are just, you know, embrace the tank at this point. Use those draft picks, get those young players. But it'll be interesting to see how far that this new look Sun teams, Suns team can go. Um, a couple other minor trades that happened. Um, in a four-team trade, the Blazers got Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibault, and the Knicks got Josh Hart. Um, don't make this move for either team, really. Um, Knicks are going to pair Josh Hart with his college teammate Brunson. I think he's a great fit there. Clearly, Cam Reddish is just getting bounced around the league. I like Matisse Thibault's 3 and D for the Blazers. Uh, the Hawks got Sadiq Bay in a trade with the Pistons and the Warriors. Warriors got back Gary Payton. Wiseman, James Wiseman went to the Pistons. Um, I really like Sadiq Bay to the Hawks. I think that's a great fit. I think he's a kind, will kind of turn into uh, Mikel Bridges, another Villanova guy. I've been saying on this podcast for years. There are a couple other uh, minor trades. Patrick Beverly got traded to the Magic. Uh, Lakers got Mo Bamba out of it. Bones Highland went to the Nug went to the uh, Clippers, who gave away Reggie Jackson. So a lot of smaller picks here and there, um, but the big one is the Kevin Durant trade. So we'll I'm excited to see how that works. I'm not sure what Kevin Durant's timeline is. I still think we have a while, but it's gonna be interesting to see because I think the Suns are now very top heavy. And do not have any depth. Baisley, you still have Cameron Payne, I guess. But that's kind of it. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.